Welcome, everybody, to Who's Your Band? I am Jeffrey Paul. We are joined today by Sean Morton, my co-host. How are you, Sean? I'm wonderful. My favorite guest is going to be on this episode today. Yeah, I think my least favorite guest ever is going to be on this episode today, too, <laughs> because we're bringing in our producer, Adam Holtz, into the show, because this is our 100th episode. And this show does not happen without Adam, because That's let me right. explain something to you. Me and Jeff can talk and talk and talk. We don't want to do the other stuff. We don't want to do the editing. We don't want to do all the uploading. We don't want to do any of that shit. We want to just talk and hang up and go, Adam, now do your fucking job. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. I don't want to kiss his ass too much, but he does a great job. Amazing. And Amazing. I, 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 I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be happier. But not only like as, you know, our producer, but like, you know, he's our friend. Oh, absolutely. I like him a lot better than you. I'll tell you that right now. You like everybody better than me. <laughs> That's pretty much true. I, I mean, if I can go back with like the Doc Brown DeLorean and meet like <laughs> like Hitler or Mussolini or like Genghis Jesus. Khan, I might like them more than you. That's pretty rough, right, Adam? Yeah. See, that's why Adam <laughs> he's going, and he's the talker too. That's it, right? Right. right. <laughs> that sums up our relationship. Yeah, we we Sean and I talk for ninety minutes. Adam's like, yeah, you're right, and that's it. Right. Good. That's it. <laughs> the shadows. So one hundred episodes is a big number. It's a milestone because everybody, everybody and their mother starts a podcast, and everybody comes off strong, and they really get out out of the freaking gates. They guard, they start going, and then what happens? Seven, eight, nine, ten episodes, you never hear from them again. So it's kind of like um, when you hit that, when they say, like, you know, if you do 10,000 hours of something, you become a master at it. Right. We have 10 more years of this before we're actually good at this podcast is what it comes down to. Okay. But I'll be alive. You, you definitely won't be alive. My new co-host will be alive. That's that's another story in itself. But right. no, but seriously, <laughs> when it comes to podcasts, like you look at Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's in like the the. 1800s or 2000s or whatever number he is 100 is a huge number because it means that number one you've committed long enough to do it number two it means you've actually been able to book 100 fucking guests which we've only had maybe maybe a handful of episodes where it's only just me and you that's true you know only half and we have had you know we have had some great guests we have, we have had some doozy, for- and we have no i know but we have had some doozies as because- well I want to get into the guest, but I want to, I want to, because I want to talk about this you know, that we said we were going to be doing. Um, and especially for you, because you have had the summer of concerts. And wow. we, so why don't you start, if, you know, we, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, concerts that we've seen since the last episode. And how many have you seen since our last episode? I think three. Well, I know I saw New Kids on the Block, but then I saw two after that. Okay, after New Kids on the Block, we talked about that on the last one. Right. Okay, we talked I about went to okay. um, Rob. It was Rob Zombie, Mudvayne, Static X, and Power Man Five Thousand. So that and was tell us about that show. So that was a week ago Sunday. So if, you know, it, I mean, we're ahead of the game here. So just figure it was July, I think thirty first. It was ninety eight degrees that day. <laughs> you love it when it's hot. No, no, too, but right? here's the deal. Here's the deal. So it was ninety eight degrees that day. Uh, I I'm not a drinker anymore. I like to partake in the legalization of marijuana. I got very high before the show, and this was a show that we wanted to see all four bands. Like normally, if it's a shitty opener, we'll say, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to go in. We'll just hang outside. We wanted to see all four bands, and um. It was relatively cool. We had great seats. 
We had nobody around us. We had leg room. They had a Where was the show? at PNC. Mm. at PNC 98 degrees or 97 degrees at showtime at six o'clock power man 5000 was very good they come on they're they're a great band I don't know if you know who they are Jeff but the singer is Rob Zombie's brother I guess that's how they got the gig yeah so they've been they've been around for over 20 years they're not a new band they've been around forever static x comes out and just blows the time does static x go on about seven seven ish seven fifteen maybe they they just annihilate the stage. So I don't know if you know the story about Static X. Their singer died of an overdose a couple of years ago. And Wayne Static was very, um, uh, he didn't blend. He's like me. He does not blend in a crowd. He had the long hair that spiked up like four feet into the air. Amazing energy. So they have, for a while, it was a, uh, it was a secret who the new singer was. Uh, it's a guy named Etzel who's in a band called Dope. And Dope was a big new metal band in the, in the 2000s, and they used to tour with Static X. So you now, familiar with Dope, Adam? No. no they do a couple, couple songs. They have a great cover of You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. <laughs> oh, sure. That was, their, that was their big hit. So uh, Etzel, would, they would open the show Dope, and Etzel would come out in his full regular you know, face, whatever, then a middle band, and then he would come back out dressed up with a mask on with the hair like Wayne Static, and he plays guitar. Uh, amazing. They're one of the best live bands you're going to see around in a very long How time. How much time did they do? 40 minutes. Then Mudvayne comes out. Now, I don't know if you know the story about Mudvayne. Mudvayne was a very big new metal band in the early 2000s. They kind of broke up, and then they joined up with Vinnie Paul from Pantera and started the band called Hell Yeah. Oh, sure. So Hell Yeah is a great metal band. Vinnie yeah. Paul dies. Med- Hell Yeah is done. They, re- they restart Mudvayne again. Mudvayne was fucking horrible. They were absolutely because the singer gained about 60 pounds like Vince Neil did, and he Mm. couldn't sing anymore. And he was just atrocious. And then Rob Zombie comes out at 57 years old and wipes the floor with all three bands. That's how great he is. They do a great job. He was amazing. Now, mind you, again, 97 degrees. Um, I had an LA Dodgers tank top on, I had a very little tiny sweat ring. On my neck it was nice and cool i kept my sweating to a to a nice uh level i go yesterday to go see uh, uh sublime and incubus so I, I guess incubus had to close that show right yes incubus closes the show um it was only 84 degrees oh um, this is this is alaska to you that, no no i was soaked and I only wore a wife beater tank top and my Yankee long shorts. My underwear were soaked. My shorts were soaked. <laughs> I took the shirt off when I got home and rang it out. It <laughs> filled a pint. It filled a pint glass. That's how disgusting it was yesterday. And it was, well, 15, it was very. It was really muggy. It was fifteen degrees mm-hmm. cooler than White Zombie. I didn't sweat at Rob Zombie. I was. I was gross, I, and and I was in the middle of the row, and everybody's around I me, and, they're, and their oh. dumb body heat. You know, it was just it, twelve songs into Incubus, we had we went up to the lawn. We just could not stand walking. We could not be around people anymore, and it was so packed. Uh, Sublime was just off the charts, and if you can go see them, please go see them. Their new singer is a Jersey boy, and he is off the fucking hook. He's amazing. This sounds like a great show. It was an amazing show. Absolutely amazing show. 
uh incubus was very good too they didn't play a lot of their old stuff they play a lot of newer stuff which i don't mind i like all of it but uh otherwise that was a great show and the next show is this coming thursday indoors in air conditioning oh my god that's beautiful for you rage, rage against yep. the machine oh <laughs> wow yeah, that's a great one yeah, I bought these tickets over two years ago. It's been postponed three times. That's right. And I finally get to go see them. It's the first time I've seen them since 1997. And what about you, Adam? Any concerts in the last couple of weeks? Well, I'm, I'm hoping to go to uh, Run the Jewels Rage on Tuesday. Uh, okay. I want to do Thursday. I, I don't think I can make the Thursday show, but the tickets are coming down in, in price. And they have come you know, down. They have come, they have come down, down uh, tremendously. At this point, yeah. and uh, you know, when I'm looking at it, and I see right away rescheduled since August 2020, and I mean, really, this summer we're getting we're getting all those great shows we were promised in the summer of 2020, when it really looked like it was going to be the summer of rock. Yep. Um, so the 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 most the the best shows I've seen so far this summer, um, I got to see uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats down in Asbury Park. I love them, and they were tremendous, absolutely tremendous, um, and. You know, they closed that they were actually one of the last songs they they had to pay respect to Bruce. They did uh, Atlantic City. I mean, pretty much every New Jersey band that comes through is is playing a Bruce song at this point. Um, but uh, but yeah, they were I mean, Stone Pony Summer Stage is perfect. Ring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, uh, I got to see uh, PNC Alanis Morissette and Garbage. Oh, Garbage. That's a great show. That was that's great. Awesome. I saw that when it originally happened. Yeah, and when you buy a ticket, they give you a tampon when you walk through the fucking <laughs> Come on, that's a good show, man. Oh, yeah. You, you it was, like that. Adam was very in touch with his 90s inner fucking girl coming out right. of it. <laughs> he was well, singing I, the Dave Coulier himself, that show. I, I don't know. Adam's a big mope rock type of guy also. Oh, yeah. yeah so Adam's, a right years younger than, Adam's a few years younger than me. And when sometimes when his musical tastes come out, I understand how that five years difference makes a fucking world of difference. Let me just tell you. Oh, I yeah. knew who I heard yeah. on the radio the other day. And I was like, you know, I, I impressed people because I knew it. it was a wet, wet leg? leg. There we go. Wet leg. <laughs> Do you know wet There's leg, a, Sean? No, I don't know what okay, wet leg is. Adam, Adam awesome. turned me on to this band wet leg. And at first I thought it was one of the worst things I've ever heard. But I got to say, it's starting to grow on me a little bit. At least that one single. Which one? Uh, Shay's Lounge? I hate fucking Shay's Lounge. <laughs> no, I, I think the song is actually called Wet Leg. Oh, yeah. Uh, was, oh, no, Wet Dream. Wet yeah. Dream. Is well, the, yeah, that was it. Wet that's yeah, that's a great song. Yes. It, it actually reminds me of... Um, oh, who's it? Uh, Shay's Lounge who? was brutal. Beyond brutal. Yeah, they have a very 90s vibe to them, too. and and uh, But it's more um, definitely very alternative, kind of indie. Don't check it out, Sean. I'll give you a band to check out that I have been listening to for a little while, and I bought the vinyl on sale. It's called the Black Pumas. I know, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, they're great. Okay, yeah, they have a they have a great cover of "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman, and they do a ridiculous version of Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, a couple of years ago, they uh, performed on the um, Grammys, and they absolutely killed it. So, so besides Alanis and Garbage, which I'm sure was a great show, who else did you guys say? Well, right, right after that, I saw um, Elton John. At uh, MetLife, oh, I, didn't. Gonna... I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Was... You you ditched your tickets, stupid! I sold my tickets oh. because it was hundred and one degrees that yeah. day. 
I lost ten dollars <laughs> on the deal, and I would have lost a thousand not to sit in that Weather show. Makes you such a big difference to Sean. No, I would say I will say all right. Like with PNC, PNC, if it's hot, it is brutal. Yeah, MetLife, it's not as bad in the stadium, but uh, that parking lot is a. If you tailgate, it's just atrocious there. It's oh yeah. It's yeah, terrible. I, 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 I hemmed and hawed on Thursday. I was like, look, this temperature is only going up. I said, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put them on StubHub. If it's a sign that I'm not meant to go to the show, the tickets will sell. If they don't sell by five o'clock on the day of the show, I will go to the concert. Within six minutes, those tickets were sold. Wow. Really? So I was like, I was you not meant to seats? go to the show. Uh, I had decent seats. I had an 200 section in MetLife and it was covered. Oh, that's beautiful. Why, why didn't you go? Because it was 101, Jeff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how how was Elton John? Because I've heard mixed things. I, I thought it was incredible. And I, I wasn't really going in with high expectations. I'm not that big of an Elton John fan, but um I went with the I went with a big group. We we got uh we had floor seats and we just kind of we didn't even really make it to the seats. We just kind of hung out in the back area because it just it was just once you got to the seats, it was just way too hot uh with the crowds there. But you know, just to uh, to hear an entire stadium sing "Tiny Dancer" was an incredible right. moment. And 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 uh, and you know, I'm looking through the set list. He hasn't changed the set list the entire tour he's been on. So I'm looking at the NJ.com set list. I go, I go to hit the bathroom. I go to get a drink. I hear Mona Lisa and Mad Hatters, which wasn't on the set list. I had. I had to immediately just go running right back Great there song, to see yeah. that. Uh, yeah. It's just to hear both those, and especially that both were in almost famous. Um, you know, that was just a, an added bonus. And um, uh, the only thing I didn't like, he played uh, cold hearted in the encore. And it was that that uh, the dance version, the, the dual uh, the Lipa, Lipa one. The one. Yeah. Um, but, how did he sound? Did he sing? Yeah, I, I thought he sounded great. And, um, you know, I think um, and, and that was the thing is like I didn't you know, going into it, I wasn't sure a lot of these guys on these these last you know, last tours never really sound that great, but no, he sounded fantastic. And I think, you know, he could just keep going. Yeah. Jeff, I know you went to a concert the other night. I, that I did. Want to hear I'm about. saving this because this is what happened. There's a little story to this. All right. So I got my dates mixed up for, for my shows. Okay. I thought I, I was doing spots in the city on um, the sixth, which I did, but I thought Friday was the sixth. It uh, wasn't. Uh. It was the fifth. So I had nothing booked on Friday. So as fate would have it, I had, mm-hmm. you know, we've been talking about if you wait and wait, ticket prices come down and, and Live Nation sends out emails. And mm-hmm. I got an email that Barry Manilow tickets are down to like $19.99. Wow. Sure, if you are me or if you're anybody with That's $19 sense, too much. Right. <laughs> How do you not go? I feel like I'd be losing money if I didn't go. I, I feel like that show, it, it's kind of weird. Like it, it's either going to be like 70 and 80 year old women or a dude that you're going to see behind a glory hole. Like I don't think there's any mix in the Are middle. Are you sure you didn't go on Friday night? I'm positive I did okay. not see Barry Manilow. But again, I respect that you went. And that's kind of the reason why I was going to go to Elton John and why Adam went to see Elton John is the fact that these people are not going to be around very yep. long. He's and, 79 years old. He's and he's the still same age it. as Biden. And, and you he could sing. And he, right. Uh, you know, well, Biden's in his low hundreds, but the, he could still sing 
it's a it's a great great show. I mean, it, it's it's schmaltzy. It's 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 you know what you would think it would be, right? But he, it's one hit after the other, and the crowd. I mean, it was one of the best crowds I've I've seen in years. I watched the video, and he sounded good. He yeah. sounded really good. Yeah. What are your upcoming shows that you have? Um, I did want to go see Rage, but I I'm having a hard time with uh, with being you know having my nights free. I've been I've been. I suggest that you come to a concert with me, Jeffrey. I would love to go. Adam, to a Adam's with not going to appreciate this show because Adam like likes the fruity shit. But it's uh, <laughs> it's Anthrax with Black Label Society and Hatebreed at the Coney Island Amphitheater. Uh, it's a wild place. It's like it's like a little box. You know, what I, you know what I saw today that I want to see in. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about actually taking a weekend off. You know, like a a, a Saturday night off, uh, October first, over at City Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Glenn Tilbrook. Who? Glenn Tilbrook. No idea. He's the uh, lead singer, founder of Squeeze. Ugh. You don't like Squeeze? No, I was supposed to go see Squeeze last year on my birthday, opening up for a uh, Hall of Notes. But guess what I did, Jeff? I didn't go because it was a hundred degrees out. <laughs> I love how much the weather affects Sean's life. Yeah, Jeff, I'm 6'3 and 350 pounds. I'm not going to fucking enjoy myself if I'm outside dying. I, I drank, it. dude, I dr- this is no joke. Yesterday, okay, I weighed myself before I went to the show. Okay, I drank two gallons of water, two gallons of water. I came home, I lost four pounds. Jesus, that's how much I sweat when I'm out there. I don't like it's not enjoyable. Yes, these shows not enjoyable. These shows at PNC are they getting sold out? Uh, Rob Zombie was not sold out at the, in the least bit. Uh, Incubus had a lot of people there. A lot of you got to remember to sell out PNC, you got to put ten thousand on the lawn alone because mm-hmm. there's only four thousand seats. So you got to put ten thousand people on the lawn. And there's been a bunch of like Dave Matthews sells it out all the time. That's not even a question. Dave Matthews sells it out. Um, a lot of these like uh, bigger tour, a gaslight, I believe, is close to being sold out for that show because it's like the only Jersey show they're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it takes a lot to sell out PNC. Well, really saw that this week coming up, if you have uh, Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick, Cheap Trick. and Google Goo Dolls are going to be there on my birthday. But, but cheap, but th- that you can get tickets for really cheap. You can get anything for twenty bucks, and that's right. the beautiful thing about PNC. We never buy seats. We buy the twenty dollars lawn seats, and then when you go inside or the day of the, on the morning of the show, you upgrade your tickets for twenty five bucks. Oh, yeah. that's a great that's a great tip. So that's what we do. We do it all the time. We should, never so buy. We, we should have been put, talking about this earlier in the year, so our listeners could actually take advantage of. That's a great tip. It's a great tip. But let me tell you something. I am I am ready. If I can have the president of Ticketmaster in front of me, I would slice his throat in front of. <laughs> <laughs> they just rolled out a new thing. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It's called dynamic pricing. Okay. Now I am a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I've been trying to get tickets, right? I got you know, all my friends tried to get the pre-sale code for verified fan. Nobody got it. I got one. I'm like, this is great. I got I got picked for the show that I wanted at Newark. Okay. Now you go online and it tells you tickets start from $69 to whatever it was. So you get the choice of tickets on the side and then you click on it and then all of a sudden it says oops somebody beat you to your tickets already uh-huh. this happens with a big show all the time tickets were 69 dollars, and, mm-hmm. and it was like section I, i'm just gonna guess and say section 200 row five that's just a guess okay 
the next pair of tickets come up for section 205. Sorry, somebody beat you to it. Now these are $69 tickets. It comes up again, row six. Now they're $90. You click on it. Somebody beat you to it. Another section comes up very similar. Now it's $125. And the price is going up and up and up in the same section while the demand is going higher and higher and higher and higher. So I I managed to get a pair of tickets, and I'm not going to tell you what I spent because it is fucking outrageous. Okay, I'm surprised you you're not a big Springsteen fan. I've seen him like 15 times. Yeah, I'm a huge same fan. here. Love hmm. him. So I got great seats. Uh, I definitely paid less for my first car than I did right. for these tickets. <laughs> Jesus, but Christ. at the end, all they had were floor seats, and they were going for three thousand dollars before fees. Please tell me you didn't buy those. No, 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 no. I'm in the I'm in the 100 section, but I'm in the first row. So that way, no one's standing in front of me. No one is going to see any. You know, I'm not going to see the back of a person's fucking head. I have a and I'm on the side of the stage, so I have a clear shot right to him. But let me tell you, I know people who spent two thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. I, I would never do. I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that. For, maybe for the Beatles. Maybe. Yeah, I, I see that, but. Let me tell you, man, Ticketmaster, uh, we need to settle, uh, file a class action lawsuit against them yeah. because they are literally just raping people. When you, when you want to go see Coldplay at MetLife and they're charging you $700 to see Coldplay in the 300 section of MetLife, that's a fucking simply, problem. It is. And you simply don't go. You don't you go. Don't buy the exactly. exactly. And that's wow. what I said. You know, I was like, you know what? This is going to be a once in a lifetime thing. I'm never spending this much money again on a pair of tickets. It's a great show. I'm going to bootleg the fuck out of this show. Let me just tell you, I am recording this whole show. No matter in the, what. In the next week or two, I'm going to see if I can get someone from Live Nation on. Oh, do me a favor. Do it. And let me go at him. Right. <laughs> well, the, the, I, I don't need you also destroying my 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 contact. Then I this will guy, not be on the show. Then. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He always hooks me up with like VIP shit. So <laughs> don't 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 ruin it for me, Sean. I don't. I have so little. I have so little. We know. We know, Jeff. <laughs> little penis, no talent. No, no, anyway, no. So no, what can I do? So let's talk a little bit about a uh, hundred episodes. Yes. And let's talk about like some. Past guests and and we I broke it down to three different categories that we've had. Okay. We've had a ton of comics on, right? We've we had talk about them. We've had a bunch of musicians on, right? We should talk about those people. And and we had I something I called other, you know, yeah. and in and in other, I mean, like I thought one of our best shows was when we had Matt Pinfield on. Oh yeah, of course. I mean that that was also I think Adam, if I'm not mistaken, one of our longest shows as well. We yeah. had, yeah, I think so, that was it was the first longest. We had one recently that was very long too. I don't remember who it was. Oh, I know exactly who it was. Who was it? It was uh oh uh, the singer uh, Max uh, Max Max Illich. Uh, Illich. Oh, Max Illich, Illich. Yeah. yes, from Forty Below, my buddy Max. Yes, yeah. I, but he was, was he a, was he was fascinating. Great interview. I let me tell you something. I just thought he was a stoner. And a great metal singer, but that dude knew the insides, the inside workings of uh, contracts and if everything. If you're listening to the show for the first time, go back and check out this show with Max Illich. Uh, if you really want to know what it's like to be a middle band touring, you know, he broke it down like you have a million dollar budget. And it seems like a lot. And how he broke it down to how it just goes overnight. And you yeah. have to make the decision of traveling comfortably or 
you know, traveling hard, but saving it and making a little bit of money. Yeah. I mean, he did an awesome job. That was a great, great interview. I love that episode. That was one of my favorite ones. But but I but the Matt Pinfield one, if you remember, we had to do mm-hmm. it on a Sunday. And we did it like right. Sunday at noon. And yeah. I mean, by the time we were done, it was the middle of the afternoon. I mean, we went almost two hours with it. It was just about two hours. And the thing about Matt Pinfield is when you look at uh, you know, famous people who are into music from our generation. There's no one who knows more about music than Matt Pinfield, maybe besides Eddie Trunk. I would say they go back and forth a little bit, but Matt is uh, he's a breath of fresh air because like if you follow him on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, every morning he's just an inspirational dude. And this guy lives, breathes, eats and shits music. This is all he does is music, you know, and when we got him, he had just uh, he had just gotten clean again. That's right. That's Which right. was big. And, and now he, he's two years clean. So he, he looked pretty good. And remember, Adam, he told a great story about Bowie, about how Bowie was releasing his, uh, that I think was the last album. Oh, yeah. Was uh, Black Star. Black Star. Yeah. And he was talking about how Bowie invited him over the house and he met him at the, that was, again, great interview. But there were two other guys. One you were there for, Sean, one you weren't. Okay. Uh, do you remember the interview with Ian O'Malley? That was a great interview um, when he broke Nirvana. Yeah, that's right. On WNEW. And yeah, he and, the, and, you know, we became Facebook friends after that. And, you know, I just watched some of the stuff that he does. And another another just fountain of information. Another really? guy who just lives and breathes it. You know, really? That, again, that, those were like some interviews that really stood out. Then we had kind of like the Eddie Trunk of Canada. And you couldn't make this because we had to get this guy in the afternoon. Um, uh, Matt Lafon, do you, do you remember this, Adam? Yeah, I th- I'm trying to actually find that one. Um... I didn't want to lose him, so we wound up uh, doing it alone. And this was something that our, our former uh, talent booker booked for us. And he was kind of an interesting guy. And for I, I've been keeping in touch with him. And it was like some type of special um, uh, segments that we want to do. He said he'll come back on and he'd love okay. to like meet you and talk. So I thought he was a pretty interesting guy. Um, but then we also had some, there were a couple of very interesting moments for us uh, during this. And I think one of them that came out of the blue, uh, it seemed just like a very innocuous type of interview when we interviewed Jason Bittner. Mm-hmm. And then somehow we're just talking like the way we normally talk, because we always say the show is a hang. You know, he kind of revealed on the show that uh, what's what was his band called? The Shadows band? Fall. Shadows Fall was going to do a reunion. And they did. And, and it got picked up by one of the publications. Blabbermouth. Uh, Blabbermouth. Who's picked us up four four times already. A couple times, right. But that was the first time. And yep. then all of a sudden, you started to see the numbers really go up. Yep. And we're like, where the hell is this coming from? And to Blabbermouth's credit, they gave us credit and put the link onto that show. Yep. yep. They got us with them. They got us with uh, Rob Caggiano from Volbeat when he was on. Mm-hmm. I forgot about a, that. Which was a great era for us because, you know, during quarantine, like we loved going into the studio. We had this beautiful studio. It was amazing. It was a multi-million dollar studio. And then, mm-hmm. you know, somebody ate a fucking bat in China. Right. And that <laughs> down. So then we went to doing this home studio stuff but the thing about it that was really good was that we got some amazing guests we just did. because nobody was doing anything how did we get rob caggiano i knew him that, I, that was I, a, I got him 
That yeah, was, I, I think that was like our first real big guest. That was our biggest guest. Yeah, Rob was uh, Rob was is from this area. He still lives in Yon- uh, Yonkers or Mount Vernon, New York. He's one of those two areas, and uh, I've known him for over twenty years because when I had my band, he was he had a bigger band. It was called Boiler Room, and they were signed to Roadrunner Records and things like that. And you know, so like we had played the same scene, and his name was always there. And then he wound up joining Anthrax, which was huge for them because it really changed their sound when he joined the band and they start blowing up with john bush blah 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 then they go back with joey belladonna and then all of a sudden he starts producing uh the volbeat record and they were like yeah we're gonna throw out our lead guitar player and make you the guitar player and the minute that he joined that band that band sound changed and now they're headlining arenas you saw them didn't you yeah, I've seen him a million times, but I just saw them with uh, with, with Ghost, Ghost a few months ago. It was in February. Adam, you were at that show too, right? No, I didn't get to. I didn't get to make that show. But I think hmm. Ghost is. Uh, they're, I think they're doing another show pretty soon. I believe so. Yeah, they're yeah. um they're a great band. Uh, it was a little strange. Uh, my mom is a big fan of Volbeat. My mom also loves Five Finger Death Punch. She likes like uh, God Smack, things like that. So she tells me she wants to go to Volbeat. I'm like, all right, no problem. Let's go see Volbeat. I buy good tickets, blah, blah, blah. So Volbeat's on. She's enjoying herself. She's And I, I love this. You know, I love this. You know, I get to take my mom to a great concert. She, you know, she's brought me to so many good shows, whatever. So uh, I, I'm, I am partaking in my uh, in my gummies. And uh, so I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling loose. And she's getting a little irritated in her seat. And she's like, well, those gummies take away my pain. And I go, yeah, it'll take away your pain. And I said, I'm not going to give you a whole one. Let me just give you a half so you you know, see what it's like. So now if you've ever seen Ghost, they're a very dramatic band. Right. The, the singer dresses up like the Pope and everything like that. And they're very operatic, but they're fucking great. Okay. Four songs in, I go looking over to my mom and I go, hey, uh, how you feeling? And she goes, the devil's funny. And I go, we got to get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> so I, we left after four songs of ghosts because she was she really thought she was watching the devil. So I'm like, all right, we got to go. Can okay, imagine if you gave her like um, like quaaludes? Um, I, I will tell you a story off the air. That has made my act. That has made my act. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. She doesn't watch the show. So anyway, so uh, we're sitting at my at my kitchen table, no, my dining room table, and she goes, "Boy, you're just a big druggie, aren't you?" I'm like, "No, I'm not a big druggie at all." She goes, "Why don't we just list the drugs that you've all done?" I'm like, "All right." I said, "Look, I did coke once. I did mushrooms once, and I've done weed since I was a kid. You know, but I went that whole period of twenty years without doing it. Blah blah blah." So now we're going across the table. So I say. You want to try it? You want to try the pen? It'll loosen you up a little bit. She goes, I don't know. So I said, take a puff. She takes a hit. Doesn't say anything for like three minutes. And then she says, out of the blue, wow, this is better than Coke. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, I'm fucking done. I'm done. There's nothing else I could do. There's there's another part to the story. I won't say that on here. But yeah, she's a cool chick. We've gone to a bunch of really great shows together. And uh, we're going to a bunch more together. Which is cool. It's kind of cool. That's very cool. I love the fact that we can go to a rock show. We can go to a country show. We can go to something in between. And it's awesome. I absolutely love it. We did have a country artist on. 
Corey Marks. Corey Marks, that's right. And we got him very early on. I reached out and got him. Uh, I, I saw something in this guy. I don't know what it was. And he put out the single Out Outlaws and Outsiders. That's right. And wow. it, it was a huge, it was a big hit. It had Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch. It had Mick Mars from Motley Crue. Right. It had Travis Tritt, the country artist. And I find out all three of them were on the same uh, PR label, which is that's great. True. It's a great way to do it. Uh, his album just went platinum in Canada. And he's won a, a bunch of the, uh, I guess, they're called Junos or best new country artist, I believe. So, yeah, we we found him right when only the single was out. The album wasn't even out yet. And he was a great hang. Uh, he was just, I think he was chilling on his porch somewhere in Canada. He was. We, we had him and we had a uh, Dustin Chafin. Yeah. On, Dustin's on the same a great episode. guy. So, <laughs> so it was like perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, another episode that we wound up getting mentioned in Blabbermouth is when we had Johnny Kelly on. Absolutely. And at Johnny the time, we just knew Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative. And it turns out he winds up, uh, I think, telling us on the show, hey, I'm going to be the new drummer in uh, Quiet Riot. Yeah, he was in Quiet Riot. He was in uh He's in Quiet Riot now. Yeah, he was in Danzig for a while. He was uh he's played in a million bands and one of the most down-to-earth guys that you can imagine. Remember emailed talking him after some the show with him, remember? Yeah, he emailed him after the show. He was like, Thank you so much, man. I gotta tell you. Uh, I think another great, great interview that we had, I think it's a top five personally, was Frankie Bello from Anthrax. That was a great yeah. he was talk about like a big, a big star, a big rock star. And you and, you asked the real hard hitting questions. So you grew up in the Bronx. Did you go to a lot of Yankee games? I wanted to reach through the computer and punch your dumb face so bad. I was like, what, what, what do you expect? It's like saying to a guy, oh, you grew up across the street from Boston Garden. Did, Did I you ask ever think to go to a Celtics game? What the fuck is wrong with oh. you? <laughs> I, I don't think I asked. Did I ask that? Yeah. Yes, you yeah. did. <laughs> yes, you did. Right in. No, and no. It what was are, what like, it was early on in the interview. It was like yeah. four minutes into the interview, and I'm like, "Oh no! Oh, oh no! Don't do this! Don't!" Do-. And you did. And you I, I know it did. because uh, when I was, I was going through, um, I was going through the YouTube app before, and now they have captions in the thumbnails. And right. the when I got over that episode, the first thing that question was captioned coming up there. That was the first thing you saw. <laughs> oh, God. Well, talking about cringy. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember Every time when, you open your mouth? No, continue. Go ahead. Remember when we had Robert Tepper on? Yo, let me tell you something. Yeah. Robert Tepper, I would, I like going to LA. Here's the thing. I go to LA maybe every two years. Now, with COVID, I haven't gone. I'm going to go next year. Uh, I have a list of things that I do all the time. Now, uh, when I go, I am emailing Robert Tepper because I am hanging out with him. He is out of his mind. He was. And we were lucky. We had James Mattern hanging out on that episode. Who is as out well. of his mind. But it, somehow it balanced. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It, it's like it's like two crazies equal a positive. Right. But it was it was a good. I mean, Robert Tepper easily out crazy James. Yeah, he out crazy James. I think we had another. I was talking about this before. I was with some friends who were talking about the podcast, and I said that one of the weirdest moments for me was when we had uh, now passed on the late Bobby Rydell. Yeah, that crazy episode. 
uh, it was so if, if you haven't seen the episode, we had Ralph Sutton from the Gas Digital Network, who is a great guy. He's, you know, a top 100 podcast on Apple iTunes or, you know, Apple Podcasts and everything An- like that. Another guy who, just like Mitch, would come back on because we oh, keep yeah. in touch as great well. Great dude. And great guy. For special segments. So we're interviewing Bobby Rydell. Now, again, my mom, huge musical influence on me. I've heard Bobby Rydell stuff growing up. And basically the interview was like, so, Bobby, you know, what are you doing these days? You know, you know you're living in Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm in F- now, mind you, the Eagles are in the playoffs, right? The Eagles no, are in the playoffs. No, it was not a playoff game yet. It was, was, it it? was it, no, it was December. It was right around Christmas. Oh, yes. It was, yes. It was down the stretch. And we start, for people who don't know, we do this podcast on Sundays at seven o'clock. Right. Except the, the four o'clock games are winding down, and that's one of the four o'clock games right. that are winding down. So we're talking to Bobby, and we're like, "So Bobby, uh, you know, tell us what was it like uh, back in the fifties and sixties at Palisades Park? Uh, you know, it was great. That's a fucking fumble. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong? <laughs> the whole episode, I could not contain myself. I broke down a few times. I could not laugh any harder. This guy was not paying attention at all. He was barely there. He was watching the fucking Eagles game on a quarter of his eye on a 32-inch television. You could tell, right? It was a little tiny TV. He's watching it. He reminded that me of Hyman Roth eating a tuna fish sandwich. Godfather reference. So, uh, yeah, I love how me and Adam now are kind of on the same page. And when you let a fucking stinky (laughs) fart like that go, we're not even acknowledging that it's happening. (laughs) There's a couple of other uh, cool. Remember, we we had uh, Bruce Kulik on the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah, Bruce. That was I can't believe we pulled that off. But, yeah, he was a great interview. I talked about him today. That was wife. a fun, fun interview. Uh, Billy Sheehan was a great interview as yeah, well. That was unbelievable. I laid a joke on him that went right over his freaking head, too. When I told him, hey, listen, if you ever come back to Jersey and play the Starland Ball or in Sayreville, New Jersey, do you know where that is? Yeah, I, I kind of do. I said, well, I live three minutes from there. I'd love for you to come over to my house and I'll give you a bass lesson. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> All right. Didn't get get the fucking sarcasm in that one, huh? Uh, it, it could have been in your delivery. It could have been. No, it was good delivery. I was just paraphrasing now. Uh, me personally, now I will say this, and this is somebody who was definitely going to be back on the show, too. Uh, I've actually made a very good friend from one of our guests on this show, uh, Mr. Andre Holmes. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, is yeah. the uh, keyboard player from Morris Day in the Time? We had him on with Dean Edwards. Dean Edwards. It was a brilliant show. Dean was fucking amazing on that show. And Andre, I will say this. Uh, he's no longer with the show, but our, our ta- old talent booker, Mike, did get us some great guests. He got us some great guests. He got us some stinkers, too. And we'll talk about those, too. But um, we met Andre, and I became Facebook friends with him. And he was playing a show at Ocean Resort in Atlantic City. And I said, wow, that's only an hour and a half from my house. And he's like, tickets are at the door. I'm like, okay, I'll take a ride down. I saw the show. Now, if you've ever seen Morris Day in the Time, it's not a concert. It's an experience. It's an experience. It's all the way I could describe it. Well, explain it. Explain it to everybody. It's, so, you know, he's an over-the-top kind of guy, Morris Day. And he's played this whole uh, connection to Prince thing into a 50-year career. Oh, hold on a second. Is Jerome still with him? 
No, the guy who holds the yeah mirror. No, it's a guy named Sylvester. Now is a nice guy. So they go out and they have a great show. Now this is one of those shows where you go there and you know it's ninety eight percent black. Let's just put it out there, okay? But I'm not talking like just regular black people. I'm talking about guys who are wearing the fucking the pink suits with the matching hat, and the girls are wearing the big freaking like the Dolomites. A lot of lot of Superfly fans in there. <laughs> so you know. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Left me tickets. I text him and say, thank you so much for the tickets. I really appreciate it. Right away, within 30 seconds, he's off the stage, 30 seconds. Hey, where are you? I'm downstairs. Come back up where you were. Come back up. Introduce him. Shake hands, blah, blah, blah. Come meet everybody. Brings us backstage. Introduces us to Morris Day. Introduces us to the whole time. And then he says, are you hanging? I'm like, we'll hang. Yeah. He goes, we're going to the Anchor Bar in, in, in AC. I'm like, okay, well, who's there? He goes, Mono Neon is playing. So I'm like, I don't know who that is. He goes, well, that's Prince's bass player. And he's playing at this little tiny club in Atlantic City. So we just stroll in. We VIP'd it. They guest listed us all. And it's this tiny rock bar. There's maybe 40, 50 people there. And Mono are Neon. You, are you and G the only uh, white people? No, no, no. It's a regular place. It's a regular place. So no, but in, in this in this. No, no, entourage. this is like a regular, this is like a no, rock in the bar. entourage of people that went in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, stark white. So um, we get there and like, he's on stage 10 minutes. He goes, I got a special guest for you. And he brings out Vernon Reed from Living Color. Oh, but now nice. I'm watching <laughs> Prince's bass oh, player Jesus. and Vernon Reed jamming. They're not even playing song. They're just jamming for two hours. And I was in absolute heaven. And I've stayed in touch with him and like, you know, you know, text here and there. And then a couple of weeks ago, he's playing in New Jersey again. So he's playing down in Trent. So I said, I text him. I go, look, it only says Morris Day. Are you guys coming out too? He goes, we're there and your name's on the guest list. I'm like, all right, let's do this, right? Go down there again, huge outdoor, but 3,000 people. And within five minutes of being off the stage, my phone's ringing. Where are you? We're hanging out. And I'm like, I feel like honored. You know what I mean? Like, this is like a cool fucking dude. So we go back to the hotel and we just hung out in the lobby of the, in the outside courtyard of the hotel with me, him and uh, Tori Ruffin, who is the guitar player for Morris Day at the time. And we just hung out for four Any hours. Any relation to David Ruffin? I don't think so. So just mm. hanging out for four hours, just bullshitting about life about music, about comedy, about everything. So if I got anything out of this podcast, it's my friendship with Andre. You see, you see, see what happens when you do this podcast? Yeah, I have multiple migraines uh, every Saturday at certain points of the podcast, too. But, but, you, ha but you have these great experiences, too. Like, I like, I know Adam was excited when we had Donnie Most from Happy Days on. <laughs> I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> that was a fun interview. He was yeah. an interesting guy. He was actually very fun, I will say. He was a very fun guest. You don't fun, expect candid. people, you don't expect people like that to be that way. And that's what I love about some of the people that we've interviewed is that the bigger the name, the cooler they were. That's true. That's true in life. And that's true off like, you know, not doing podcasts. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I worked on uh, The Irishman. Yes, I heard yes. that. And I got to hang with uh, Pacino and I had to go to a rehearsal with him. Fantastic. Yeah, I've met I've met some like also work with some super small timers, you right. know, much like myself. And 
you know, some couldn't be more bigger jerks. I'll, I'll listen. I'll call them out on the pod. I don't give a shit. I think my the one interview that I was really looking forward to the most that I thought was going to go well that I didn't think went well was PJ Farley from Trips. Oh, you're right. You're right. I was hoping that was going to go over well. Um, he's in one of my favorite bands right now called Fozzy with Chris Jericho. Uh, just very standoffish and a little too cool for the room. Yeah. Yeah, you know, good call. that was one. And the other one was Eric Martin, the singer from Mr. Big. See, I love that interview. Yeah, I thought I that thought one that went was, pretty well. I thought he was it was good, but you can tell he was a little bit of a snarky douche. And then he had an incident with Mike after the podcast, Explain. which I didn't like. Um, he big timed Mike at uh, at the place that he was working at, that debonair place. He kind of big timed him and called him like irrelevant or insignificant or something like that. And uh, I emailed him. I still had his email because he emailed me for like three weeks after the show. And I was like, yeah, not really cool. What you did to my buddy there. He told me the whole story. And they gave me the the emoji like this. Yeah, That, that was the response in my email. So I kind of lost it for him a little bit. But I really haven't had a lot of experiences where we thought um, people were mean or anything like that. There was just some that just didn't fit. Like the, would you say the uh, chef? Caller, very Cara. nice. She was very nice. Married the Falco. She was right. very sweet. Very nice. Very sweet, but did not belong on the show. And the thing about this show is, and I've said this before to my friend today, there's been episodes where we've talked about music for two hours straight, like Mad Pinfield, and then mm-hmm. there's been episodes where we have not touched on music at all. And then we're at the last two minutes, and I'm, we're texting each other, "Let's wrap this up." And I go, "Hey, this is a music podcast. Uh, so, what? Who do you like? All of the Beatles." Awesome. Hey, listen, <laughs> check us out on uh, iTunes. Check us out on Apple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the way it goes. But we've had uh, we have had some uh, great comics, too, I will say. Yeah, but before we get on to comics, do you guys remember this one? Um, it's kind of down the road of music, but it was a super revealing interview when we had Bobby Brown on. That Natalie- shit crazy. She, but she was great. Yeah, she, she was great. Was. And I forgot the the woman's name who had dated um, uh, Eric uh, Carr. Yeah, we forgot what her name was, but she was she was kind of like pushing her book the whole time. And but she was she was yeah. still it was really a good interview. Both those those women were excellent, excellent guests. Well, it gives you the other point of view. Like you can interview all these rock stars all you want, and you got to hear their version of it. So it was kind of cool hearing like from the significant other side. Well, especially to find out, you know, uh, all the trouble that Janie Lane had from Warrant. Janie, yeah, and and how kind of like you know, I I had a lot of respect for Bobby. I thought she was she was. An, it was a good interview. It was a solid interview. I enjoyed talking to Adam. What were a couple of ones that that stood out to you before we get to the comics? Well, I mean, you know, I I always, uh, I mean, first off, we already covered Matt Pinfield. That I think was the was probably my favorite. Um, there was. Um, you know, I'm a, a big Sopranos fan. So, you know, hearing, um, you know, Artie Pasquale doing the behind the scenes stories that or was a good uh, one. Robert, uh, Robert Fernaro, uh, Fernaro. Yeah. Uh, which actually leads to one of the more disappointing ones was uh, Joey Ganascoli, who yeah, was a 20 minute. Yeah. 20 minute. And I actually worked with Joey Ganascoli before I, I did a, um, I worked on a radio show with him back in, uh, it was like 2007, 2008 at the Hawaiian tropic zone. So, you know, it was and just from my experience with him there, I should have, you know, not really expected too much with uh, with his interview. 
That was also very early on, and that was at the very beginning of the podcast, uh, you know, the pandemic. Uh, We were only maybe, I don't even think we even had 10 podcasts in, and Sean, I thought, was the one that was able to contact him and got him on the show. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. him on the show, and that, that turned out to be a real disappointment. I wanted he wound up deleting me on Facebook and stuff like that. Just weird. It was a weird interview. Again, it was yeah. very early on. He was plugging something too, so it was kind of like do, he was doing like a, a a soup kitchen type of thing. Where yeah. you know, we, we remember Adam, you did some type of special graphic for him, so yeah. we could kind of help promote you know uh, his his cause, what he was doing. It was a very noble cause, but like yeah, yeah he he kind of like seemed like you know uh, you know. He didn't want to be bothered. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, if you put in the time, at least, you know, show some type of interest. I agree. I mean, like, I've listen, I do a ton of podcasts all the time. And, you know, not everyone is going to be your cup of tea. You know, I've had a couple that were just like, oof, these are kind of real stinkers. You know what I mean? But uh, mind you, the Cara DeFalco episode got over 2,000 views. So we really shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> we really right. yeah, well, well, there, there are times that we do go on a roll and and you know we just kind of hit like the right things um i'll tell you a, one that a, we thought was good too which also got, i think got mentioned too was tim ripper owens from judas priest that well that's a weird one because i my phone died halfway through <laughs> half we got halfway through Maybe I, I don't know if you were on that episode for 10 minutes yeah it was weird my it was it was hot and I couldn't, again, the heat fucks with me. Uh, I couldn't keep my air conditioning on because Adam is texting me saying there's too much noise coming on. I'm trying to do yeah. it from my car. I was at work. I'm doing it for my lunch break at work. And I had to turn my car off. And it was so hot. It was probably 95, 96 degrees. My phone overheated. You have the iPhone. And then you ever see when it's when it's in the sun too long and a little temperature gauge pops up. And it's like last week. That's what happened to me yeah. right in the middle of the friggin' podcast. I was so pissed. I was having such a great time on that friggin' thing and nothing. He was he was great. Tim Ripper Owens was an excellent, excellent guest. He was a gentleman. He was great after. He, he was fantastic. Another guy I thought was an interesting one before we get to the comics was Mitch Malloy. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting interview when he kind of admitted that he was uh, in Van Halen and and he told the yeah. whole behind the scenes story mm-hmm. with that. Kind of got kind of got shifted out of it a little bit. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know. I just saw one that I actually forgot about. Uh, do you remember those two weird fucking musicians that we had on? Uh, they were in like uh like I was a drummer the other Yeah, it was like a southern rock band. Yes. That was oh. pulling teeth. After six minutes of that podcast, I don't know how we pulled an hour out of that. Actually, yeah. an hour and five minutes we pulled on that podcast. It was Andre LaBelle and Josh Leaf. That's right. That's right. Oof. Yeah, they're nice guys, but let me just tell you. Uh, yeah. Or oh, you We're- know who? Uh, I was gonna say you know who was a who was a not you know didn't really fit the show was the uh, New York uh, State Assemblyman we had on here. It's, it's right, uh, Charles yeah, Fall. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a great fucking get, Jeff. Well, the thing is, <laughs> you're trying to. It's the height of the pandemic. We're trying to get some type of information. You know, you know when is anything going to open? We we had no idea what was going on at this point, and now we have a guy who's who has a voice to Cuomo. Yeah, First of all, that's that's a it's a good get. You know, it's he not, you know nice guy. He just got re- good. It was a good get, but the get wasn't good. Right. I mean, listen, he just won his primary again. Yeah, you know he's going to wind up getting reelected. You know, good good politician, but 
you know, guess, you know, podcasting uh, really wasn't for him. Um, there yeah, was another interesting one. Again, it's like some, some of these, again, these smaller guys were really, had great stories. Do you remember when we had Scott Schwartz from oh, Toy yeah. Story? Right? <laughs> he you yeah, did no, but not Toy Story. What was this uh, show called? Uh, uh, Christmas uh, show. Christmas, uh, Christmas, Christmas, story. Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah, with Adam Glenn, and they Adam both great. And they, he's a great guy. But they were both telling these great uh, Hollywood stories. Why didn't you like Scott Schwartz? Because I've never seen the movie Number One. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's just a weird dude. Like he, I, he just came up very, very pompous to me, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not into that. I you know, I'm not that into that. Oh, I did totally. I'm scrolling through everybody. Uh, Marsha Warfield was a great guest. You know, I didn't have her down here on my list. Yeah. yeah. That was, you only, you only had half of the interview because you were doing the spot that night. And then uh, once you hung up, the interview went great. I'm uh, sure. We it did, yeah. <laughs> no, she's a great comic. Like she's a, you know, she's a very experienced comic. She's from back in the day, you know, as a black lesbian woman trying to break out in comedy in like the early 70s. I mean, that had to be a hard, hard thing for her to do. It wasn't like today where everybody's a fucking black lesbian comic. You know what I mean? And she was super interesting and had a great backstory. Yeah, I really had a I had really had a lot of fun with that one. I really did. That was one of my that was one of my top tens, I think. There was a weird one. Do, Adam, do you remember this one? Sean and I <laughs> both conducted the interviews from our cars. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, um, was that? David Rupert. Dave Ruprecht from Dave uh, Ruprecht. Uh, Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep. Yeah, yeah right. he was a strange bird too. He had a lot of hatred. He had a lot of hatred in his heart for the new Supermarket Sweep. I'll tell you. <laughs> like he he was like if Leslie Jones was in front of him, he would <laughs> fuck her up. Like that's <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't happy about that. But he was I, not, and by the way, it was um, Carrie Stevens. Was Harry Stevens, right? That's um, a great episode. People should go back and check that out. But yeah, the one I, I remember, I was in my car because I was waiting to go to urgent care because <laughs> I, I was sick as a dog. I thought I had COVID. I didn't. You know, I, I, I think I just had bronchitis. And why were you in your car though? Uh, I was moving. I think it was like in January of it last was, year. It was exactly in January. First I week think in I January. was moving. Yeah, I was moving exactly what I was doing because I had bought my house and then my mom bought a house the, the month after. So I was moving her. And I think I was in her driveway doing that interview. And then like when you bought your house, like a week later, we, we had a massive snowstorm. No, Jeffrey, I moved in on Saturday and then Sunday we had 36. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have a fucking shovel. That's terrible. Yeah, that was not fun. Uh, I'm scrolling through every episode here, man. Let me just tell you, we have had a pretty good hundred episodes. I gotta be honest, man. Uh, here was the other one that I I did myself, which was interesting. Lucy Power. Mm-hmm. That look at the how many views just on. I, on that alone that was a it was a fun interview because she was very open and of course you want to ask like you want to ask the questions to a porn star and she was very open and talking about her kids um which i thought was awesome another one that we broke which i don't know if you remember another guest that i got was mariah formica oh i have her on my list that that was like one of the first ones where we started to get some type of numbers yeah, and she was very um we, I had caught her on YouTube just doing a cappella stuff and playing, you know, doing that like was a great guess. Steel Heart covers and then within 6 months she starts his band Plush and now Plush is a fucking gigantic band. And they just toured with uh with Hailstorm 
they've toured five finger death punch like this is a and i i have the commitment for them to come back on the show too with the full band so they were uh that was a real surprise guest I speaking of full well. bands remember we had um sons of silver on sons of silver were fantastic we had morningside lane as a full band on the show we had we, temps. temps oh god i forgot about them how could i not leave them on my list? they were i still stay in touch with those guys they're great yeah. and they opened up for iron maiden yes they did over in at donington Wembley at no it was at Wembley, i think I know, well, it was, I know it was in, in Germany and in England. They yeah, did a couple of shows with them. It was like them, Shinedown, and, and Iron Maiden opening up. I thought that was a great interview. And they were really cool dudes, too, which I thought was awesome. Because a lot of these times, these bands come on, they're like, ah, eh, whatever. But uh, no, the they were really guys, cool. We had so much fun with them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. These were great episodes, folks. If if you're listening to this again for the first time, you missed any of these. These you should really go back and check out some of these episodes. They're really, really strong episodes. That oh, yeah. entertaining and funny. Speaking of entertaining and funny, a recent one that we just did um, when we had Gino Piscotti on. Yeah, because <laughs> Gino does not hold back anything. No, he does. And not. if you follow what's going on with him now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he kind of like he pulled no punches on that interview. Oh, no, he yeah. did not at all. And that's one of the things I love about him. Um, he's a he's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I cannot drink for five years, but if I'm going to be doing a show with Gino and it's at a hotel and I have a room, uh, let me just tell you, our bar bill was over five hundred dollars that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we, we made it. no money that night because we drank until five in the morning. And on the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. we had Pat Dixon on not once yep. but twice. <laughs> yeah, Pat kind of sucked the dick the last time he was on the show. I have no problem saying that. I'm never going to see him again. But yeah, it was just it was a very strange episode. He was just off his rocker that yeah. day. What yeah. it was, but. but then we had him on on an episode you weren't on. Yeah, uh, it was like a beat. It was like a Charlie Watts tribute episode. Yeah, yeah it was we had we had Bob Levy, who everyone we had on was a repeat guest. We had Bob Levy, mm-hmm. who was our first uh, guest. He was our no, he was our was second guest. Second guest, Chris yeah. Johnson was our first. Guest. Correct, but, but Bob we did in the studio. Yep, we had Ken Krantz on that one because a big Stones fan, mm-hmm. and we had uh, Pat Dixon. Okay. On, on that Charlie Watts. And that, that was that was a good episode. And I, a close friend of mine who just recently passed away was a huge, huge follower of the show and a big, big um, Rolling Stones fan. And he loved that interview. And it's like Who's one that? of the last things we spoke about. This guy, Joe Nakovic. No, he no. Just, he just recently passed away. He, you know, he played in a bunch of bands. He played in some Beatles uh, cover band, but he was a big Stones guy. And, you know, he really, he really enjoyed that episode. Um, another guy, you know, listen, when you come on this show early on in your career or or you, in your career, think good things happen. And we got Jimmy Fallier just before he really started to blow up on Fox. Right. And like that now you, know, you can't put on the network without seeing him on Gutfeld. And, oh, he's and, everywhere. He's like dog he's shit. He's on everything. Yeah, he's like dog shit. He's everywhere. But he was a fun guest, too. And mind you, you were right, Jeff. The Joe Janiscoli episode was episode nine. Yeah. We were only nine up. We were we were babies. We we were new babies. to it, and we remember we had we had to adjust so much because um, we it was we were just starting to get used to like you know trying to figure out and find our voice and and how this was going to work, and then we had to get out of the studio and do it on Zoom, and we had to figure yeah. out Zoom. And I think yeah. we I think at early on I think uh, Sean and I did like a an episode or two like live on Facebook. Yeah, we came just over so, the house. Ju- right, just so we couldn't like you know just so we wouldn't miss the momentum. Yeah. 
and then we kind of did zoom and then adam you know you kind of like this is the way you shine man like you you kind of like figured it out and edited and you know if we do we do one guest do we do two right. guests what what could we do you know so the first like you know i would say first 15 20 episodes is you can really see us like starting to figure things out yeah i agree with that yeah. i would even yeah i'd say from like 15 on because jimmy jimmy fiella was episode 20 by that time things are going uh, pretty good and july we're, and of we're 2020 in- yeah, and we're in the yeah, I'm saying, and we're in the in the thick of it. And, and Terry McNeely, who was spoke about uh, prominently on the Kevin Downey episode, mm-hmm. was the guest on that. One of our buddies. Yeah, it's one of my my probably uh, my top three best friends in comedy. Uh, I have to put. I you know it's really bad to say, Jeff. What's that? Got to put you in there too. Hate it. Fucking hate it. Costanza. Uh, <laughs> and your top five okay so let's talk about some of the comics we've had we had um i think bobby collins was a great oh, we, episode we he was great yeah coming from california yeah, yeah bobby collins was a was a real fun episode uh when we had billy vera on we also had mike morse on the show that day oh, too. i forgot mike was with great great pairing of musician and comedian because mike is not only funny he's smart he's you know he gets references he's able he interjects well that was a great great episode and you always go back and quote uh something that billy vera said on that show oh yeah how about how the music that you love when you're 13 years old is the music that you stick with for your entire life and i think about that all the time when we talk music he is spot on because I mean everything I listen to, I mean listen to everything, you know that, but my favorite music is from like 88 to 90, 91. And that, that whole era. I was 13 in 1989. So that was a great time for me. And like if I play my 80s playlist, it's all from 89. Just love that era. Absolutely love that era. We also had um uh Harris Stan, who was a Harris. great episode with Ron Blomberg. Ron Bloomberg. Bloomberg, yeah. Bloomberg, First whatever. DH in baseball history. And it was cool because Harris had a baseball background as well. Harris played minor league baseball, too. He did. He was in the Cubs organization, and his uncle was Leroy Stanton. I didn't. I, yeah, you mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and early on, we had Don Jameson in. We uh, did. We had him in studio. Very early on. We also had Jim Florentine as well. He was on with a friend of yours. Uh, Cassidy Canzaro. Yeah, yeah. right. Senior from Antigone Rising, who... Uh, you know, great dear friend of mine. I love her to death. Now she's uh, she's acting again. She's got her second starring role in a movie she's coming out with now. So, uh, you know, people uh, have great success once they come on the show. That's what it comes right. down. Speaking of Jameson, we had his partner on, uh, on, a, on a great episode. Florentine. <laughs> and I wound up getting a little, I, I don't know if you got any flack from it, but I did get a little bit of flack on a couple of emails from that episode. Um, he told the story where people were kind of a little offended. He told a story about um, when he was a kid, uh, he went to like a, a wrestling match. Oh, yeah. And, well, that's well and, known. That's, that's a well known yeah. story. Yeah. But, but, you know, an the time. Yeah. But, but, you know, there were some people who didn't listen to that, and that was the first time they hear it. Oh, yeah. And so that, and, and we're laughing about this pedophile. And, you know, a couple of people who listened to, to our show and who didn't really even know who Jim Florentine was, you yeah. know, they were like, hey, that, you know, that that was kind of like you know you may want to edit that out that really wasn't like an appropriate like I'm not editing anything out. So I'll give you a, I'll give you a little background to um uh next next week two weeks from now is my 14 year anniversary in comedy okay so I'm doing this a long time my mom has come to a lot of shows 
the time that she saw me do my my closing bit about her uh, masturbated Fifty Shades of Grey was the last time she came to a show. Uh, doesn't give me a lot of credit. Okay, it doesn't doesn't we're not like that. We don't we don't build each other up. Uh, one time when I got inducted into the Friars Club, uh, she she was downstairs. I was upstairs, and she texted me. She went, "Wow, this is big." So I was like, all right, that's as good of a compliment as I'm getting from her. The second time she complimented me was on episode 35. Now, episode 35, I don't know if you remember, we had comedian Ryan Marr on. And we also had from the Karate Kid 3, Sean Kanan. Sean Kanan. Yeah, Sean. Sure. So when we had Sean Kanan on, she was like, we're talking about the podcast. And she goes, well, who do you get on these shows? I mean, like, don't you talk to the same people all the time? I was like, well, you know, last week we had a guy from... Uh, Karate Kid. He was on a General Hospital. Just who? Now I realize she's watched General Hospital for like 60 fucking years at this point, right? I go, uh, Sean Kanan? She goes, you had AJ Quartermain on your podcast? You're <laughs> kidding. I can't, oh my God. I can't believe you had one of the Quartermains on your podcast. And she actually watched that one. That was the only episode she ever watched. <laughs> which I thought, was, I thought was a fun episode too. Um, Let's see who else we have on the show. Uh, before you do that, right? Comics. Sometimes comics give, you know, early on in the show, the format, we did speak more music. Yeah. And we would ask comics to tell us who their favorite band is. And we would like mm -hmm. to listen to Sometimes you got good, you know, stuff that we haven't heard that they turns on the good stuff. And then there was something that was just awful. I'll give you a good one. Remember when we had Jared Freed on? Being Paul and the Broken Bones. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I heard them. And I wound up becoming a fan of that band. Yeah, they're great. And Adam, didn't they just recently play down in the Jersey Shore at the uh, Stone Pony? Yeah. Yeah. I think they played um, with Fritz and the Tantrums. Was, yeah. Right. That was it. That was the show. We, you you hit me up to go and I I, I couldn't make it. But yeah, I, I was going to go. But you know why I didn't go, Jeff? Why is that? It was 94 degrees that right. day. It's, right. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's got to be a certain temperature for sure to leave the house. Otherwise, it's going to burst into flames. And then me and you <laughs> destroyed Chrissy Marr. Yeah, I think I may have ruined a friendship on that episode. <laughs> oh, what was her? It was. I didn't. I didn't. She's cool I didn't. though. No, she's, she's cool. I I just recently did a my, show. I, I love her with all my heart. I have known her since the the very beginning of my comedy career. Uh, I'm great friends with her fiance, uh, Frank Pellegrino, who you know used to run multiple shows in Westchester County. Great guy. We fucking massacred her on that show. She picked some stupid band, remember? Oh, it was horrific. I don't even remember the band that we were talking. Hold on. I got to look back here. I and can we, probably find it quick. We just ripped that oh, up. Yeah, we destroyed her. We absolutely destroyed her. But the cool thing about Jared Freed, too, we didn't mention was Goomba Johnny was on that episode, too. He was great. Well, he's he's he's, he's such a good guy. He's natural. a great comedian. He's and just, just, just a great guy to just to talk to. Just talk to anything about. You know, he had a great, uh, interesting background about being uh, on the Jets. Yeah. You know, being a football player, you know, I, I didn't know that about him. And I had done like a ton of shows with him and you know, it never came up. We always talked about like stuff that was going on. Uh, no, he, he was awesome. Um, then there was an episode where you and the guests ganged up on me. You that's, know what right. that's always that always happens. No, this one, <laughs> this one I think was staged. This was this this Ooh. was Lynette Palladino. 
No, fuck off. Let me explain something to you. We did not <laughs> gang up on you, number one. What we did was me and her have a we, – we are very good friends. Uh, Lynette, I've worked with her dozens of times. She's a, she's one of my go-tos when I have to book a show. She's one of my short list of people. Um, we just have a, a similar uh, love for Stevie Nicks. And the thing is, is that we're right and you're wrong. I will die on this hill. No, you're not. Well, you might die soon because you're old. But when it comes to Stevie Nicks, it has nothing to do with that. She's just a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. And Lynette has a girl crush on her. I still have a crush on Stevie Nicks. Let me tell you something. Uh, if you put, I'll tell you this. You put Mariah Carey and Stevie Nicks in front of me, and I get to bang one of them. I'm probably going Stevie. Stevie now? Yeah, right now. I'll take her over Mariah Get out of the right sun now. immediately. <laughs> you had it was one of my favorite concerts I ever went to because, again, I was not used to it. I was like 14, and she comes out, and she's ripping, and she's going, and she runs off and puts another costume on. She had like 17 costume changes in one freaking And did show. they all kind of look the same like she was a little oh, bitch? Yeah, she had dirty oh, feet. She definitely has sucks. dirty feet. There's, oh, there's no doubt about that. She has dirty feet. And, uh, Stevie Nicks is actually going to be playing in September in uh, Asbury. Oh, is she? What? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm here now festival. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. this festival I, is made up of so many bands that Jeff hates because you got Stevie Nicks, you got <laughs> Courtney Barnett, you got Wet Leg. Wet Leg's playing there. <laughs> Wait, who, the head- who, who talked about Courtney? Was that Kaffer? No, it was, was me. It you. It was me. Yeah, of course, I do, Adam. <laughs> I, I will. Ne- I don't think me and you could ever go to a concert unless <laughs> well, they, it's they do have. Uh, they do have Gary Clark Jr. there in Green Day. Okay, that's my... good. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Again, I can't really go to that, Jeff. I think you understand why. Um, it's going to be outside on the beach. No, it's it's going to be you. You, you, can go with, you can go in December. Well, I will tell you, they do get some big guests because last year yeah. was uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam. Remember, we had uh, we had a bass player from uh, Smashing Pumpkins on currently. Uh, Katie, uh, Katie Cole. Katie Cole. Yep. Katie she was Cole. fantastic. She was very good. She was a good guest, too. Yep. That. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we have had we've run the gamut of, of artists. Um, some I'll tell you, it was another good episode, which I thought was uh, I didn't expect much from it was Bronx Johnny. Oh, yeah. Johnny is a great dude. He's a radio guy. You know, and he's had he's been on radio for 20 years. He was uh, an intern for Ron and Fez. I mean, he has his own show on on Gas Digital too, High Society Radio. I, I was a fun show. That was a fun episode for me. Good dude. Yeah, very solid dude. I don't remember this one. You might have this one by yourself. Laura Victoria. Oh, uh, that was Mike Booktart. Yeah, uh, she said very sweet. Sweet, huh? We'll leave it at that. She was sweet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Madison Hatter. Madison Hatter, we had her on with um, Mark Riccadonna. With Mark Riccadonna, and I was stuck in an airport. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, it's been some weird shows, man. We've had some weird ones, man. We, we've had some weird ones. I interviewed my cousin Sean Donovan, the uh, wrestler. Wrestler. He was great. He was great to talk to. Um, as far as comics go, we've had Mike Keegan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we, here's one we missed this was one of my favorite episodes uh the drummer from slaughter blast elias oh right yeah I, I, talk about a weird episode i was in my car 
Yeah. Remember, I was coming back from, uh, I'm always either like driving my son to school or back from school. Terry was driving. I was in the car. I didn't want to miss the interview. He yep. was he was a great, great guest. Really interesting, really interesting background between playing in Slaughter and then uh, uh, Blue Man Group and Trans-Siberian Trans Orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah. Yep. What a great interview. Yeah, he was tremendous. Yeah, I agree with that. He was he was a great one. Um, this was a weird one. Rob DeLuca. Rob DeLuca was not a weird one. It was a good episode from Spread Eagle and Sebastian Bach's band. Uh, and one of the things that was interesting about that, we really got into the topic of, of uh, bands performing with tracks. Okay, I remember that. And you know, he and it was a real, real good episode where we kind of really got really deep into that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and listen, another cool one, which I thought was very different. Uh, one of our more recent ones was uh, John Ryman. Yep. Who, who was uh, the interviewer. Who was, I uh, thought you would like him. Yeah, it, that was different because that was something I wanted to, uh, like he was into, you know, WWE and stuff like that. So I really wanted to pick his brain a little bit. And that was fun. I enjoyed that. And I got to tell you, I did not think I was going to like this episode. But one of our last ones was Mike Westhoff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a great one. He was a great, great episode. And I just looked through all uh, of the 100 episodes, and we basically talked about everybody who has been on the show. Just about. You know, you know what we haven't discussed? What? That a lot of my friends still say this is the best one we've done. They still they still quote it, and it comes up you know, every year. The first time that we did uh, our Christmas episode. Oh, and yeah. And Adam, you you put like little hats on us oh, on yeah. the on the thumbnail. Got, people talk about that that as a great episode. They'll still you know like we'll get that was together. The Christmas people, songs, right? Right, right. They'll, they'll debate on you know did we get the list right or wrong? You know, we put I think five that we thought were great and five that we hated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a fun episode. I will say that was definitely a fun episode. Uh, I think we pretty much touched on almost every episode. I mean, I'm looking through everything. Some people, I don't want to give the satisfaction of mentioning their name on the podcast again. That's all it comes down to. I'll skip over those people. Scott Bren. Anyway, uh, we also had... Um, <laughs> well, he did uh, He did one hit wonders with us. Yes, he did. No, I love Scott. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, Tom McCaffrey. Tom McCaffrey. Well, you I didn't know. I, I was on that one. I didn't know who he was, uh, but he was he was a fun he was a fun episode too. Beastie Boys. Yes, you're right. We have Mike Keegan. Yes, you mentioned Long, him. Long Island Sean Morton. Long Island Sean Morton is right. Uh, Chris Monty on. Chris Monty was on. He was fun. I love working with him. He's a great, uh, great, great comic. That was uh, a Thanksgiving episode, and we had Bob DeBuono. Bob DeBuono. We, really we also have Mike Helen. We have my friends from uh, War for the Crown and the uh, Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast, Archie and Rocco, great dear friends of mine. We talked about Pantera. I don't think I was, I don't think I was on, that on that episode. No, you weren't on that one. You were away, I think. Um, and that was a great episode. And they have a they have a great podcast. I mean, the guests they get are fucking mind blowing, which I don't know how they do. They get tons of UFC people, but they get some great, great um, hard rock and heavy metal guests as well. I think we touched on everything, buddy. Yeah, this listen. Hopefully, the next one hundred will be just as good as this one. Oh, this is the last hundred I'm doing. I'm telling you right now. This you're is you're done after this. This next hundred is it. That's all. I'm, I'm done. All after. right, Adam, you're on air a lot right. more now. Is that <laughs> like the way you contribute? Right. Well, I do have I do have an episode uh, that we didn't touch upon. I, I always like the theme episodes, the list episodes, and mm -hmm. uh, the worst concerts we've ever seen. Uh, that was with uh, Richie Redding, and <laughs> oh, his. Yeah. Uh, 
David Hasselhoff story. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. Right. It was a brilliant story. Abs- what concerts do you have coming up, Jeffrey? Uh, I have. You're not, not going to believe this. I am. Can you believe I'm going to see Iron Maiden? Yeah. I, if I can. Yeah, it's my favorite band. Okay. Yeah, that, that's am, it. Uh, I'm probably going to be seeing Adam at a couple concerts coming up. <laughs> uh, I have tickets to three Gaslight Anthem shows. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I am working on getting Brian Fallon on the show in uh, 2023. That would be amazing. I've met his people. I know his people. Uh, I've talked to him. He's a very funny guy. Uh, They're going to be touring through November, but I think maybe in January we'll get him on the show. Uh, I am also going to see Rage Against the Machine next week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Anthrax, Black Label Society, and Hatebreed, which I am really greatly looking forward to. I am also going to, uh, I think we're going to go to Willie Nelson and Chris Stapleton. That's, that's going to be a good one. Is that at the Madline? It's in Camden. It's the okay. Festival. I'm going to see Luke Combs and Mohegan Sun. Uh, what else? There's a couple more. Oh, Bruce, obviously. And uh, I think that might, uh, Seven Dust, I'll be seeing a Seven Dust and Nonpoint, which is close to here. Uh, Black Flag, I'm going to see as well. And uh, I think that's it for the year. That's pretty good. I'm sure something will pop up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure definitely something's going to pop up. But listen, you know what? We're living in a great time where music is Mm -hmm. back. Live music is back. Uh, There's multiple venues that are putting out amazing, amazing concerts. Uh, And I will just say this in closing. uh, I love picking on you. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Uh, I love doing this podcast. You are truly one of my best friends, Adam. Oh, thank you, Sean. Uh, no, no, Adam. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun doing this. And, you know, there's some times where I, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like you want to relax on a Sunday and you're like, I got to go downstairs and do this. And then sometimes they're not all winners. We know that. Sometimes we get lighting in a bottle and it's fucking fun, but no matter what, we have a great time and it's a lot of fun. And we built up a little following, which I mm-hmm. love and I appreciate everybody who listens to this show. And uh, I guarantee the next hundred is going to be a lot better. You know, I, I, the show forces me to ask to see you once a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, once a week but, is plenty. It's, it's, it's enough, especially if I don't actually I have to actually be in the same right. room. Oh, it's even better. See you. Right, so I get to see, I get to see you. We get to hang out and talk music, which I can do seven days a week. I love right. talking music. I can remember exactly when we had this conversation about this show. It was at that little fucking ice cream place or the that bakery that we were doing a show at in Staten Island. Confections, confections, and I had like a hundred and three fever, and I didn't want to do a show, and I bombed terribly. I don't give a shit. But that was the that was the foundation of starting this show. And then a few months later, we talked, and it's two and a half years later. And we have a show. Yeah. But I will also say this, too, since I am the more vocal and coherent and I don't cut people off and I speak clearly, um, this show would not be here without the guy in the top corner, Adam. Uh, believe me, I have tried doing podcasts on my own. It is not fun. It is not easy. <laughs> to edit, to do all the all the background work. Um, believe me, I would much rather have Adam as a co-host, but some people just like <laughs> the background. It sounds like so, an Adam eulogy. 
Right. It's not a eulogy <laughs> at all. No. It's, you know, because again, we we bullshit with each other. We'll text, we'll stuff, but you know, we don't ever get to actually say thank you. And I just do want to say thank you from from the cockles of my heart. You're a good man, cool. Adam. Oh, he is a good man. Well, thank you. Have, terrible thank music test. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. No, no one his suggestion. We do another show with uh, Dustin. And we his suggestions get me so angry sometimes. But, yeah. he, but says the know. man who posted seven videos from a Barry Manilow concert. <laughs> but fucking Barry Manilow, come on. Seven videos. I, I, I posted two, two videos. Relax. Record Mandy. That's what you record. You record Mandy, and that's it. You record like nine things. I, I, and the worst I, part, Adam, there's the worst part. I get a text like two days before. You're going to make fun of me for asking this, but do you want to go see Barry Manilow on me? And I go, Jeff, you can never throw me a softball like that. <laughs> and I said, thank you, but I'm going to pass. Yeah. I mean, now I'm kind of pissed I didn't go to the show. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little annoyed I didn't go to the show. And it was indoors. Well, Look in the sixties. Oh, I forgot the. I forgot. I almost. I forgot the best part of the whole thing about this Barry Manilow guy. I almost pulled the Sean Morton. How's that? I I Did had to go to guest. Card? I had to go to guest relations. Right. And I was, you know, hey, I'm kind of like a big. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember Sean's story yeah. about that? You know uh, what? I have video proof. I have video proof that I, 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 I couldn't be that douchey doing it, but I did go there and I com- I, I complained. I was like, hey, "Look, I was like, this the seat I, we're in. It, it's I'm by this huge fucking guy. I go, this guy is tremendous. I go, I, I'm going to be sitting there. I'm, I go, there's there's got to be empty seats, you know. And the woman was like, she couldn't have been nicer, and she just here and just like gave me a, an immediate upgrade. So I wound up getting these great, great seats. Why would you? Why you got to complain about sitting next to a big guy at a concert? Because I would have been that. uncomfortable the whole time. Oh, was the, the, now, now you're fucking fat phobic. Is that what it is, Jeff? Y- yes. All right. I'm yes, fine. I'm, I, I hate fat people too. It's that's totally fine. You ever see a you fat guy see- walking down the street eating an ice cream cone? And you want to just punch him in the fucking face? <laughs> yes, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. The, do it, the, do it at home in the privacy of your house and eat the whole half gallon like the rest of us do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you ever like you're at the, on the Jersey Shore, you're on a boardwalk, and you, you'll see some, you know, again, like a, a woman coming in at about 240, 250, and she has to have two scoops. Don't you want to go, two scoops? Really? Yeah. One isn't enough. Or, like when, go see, with or like when you see a fat white broad with blonde hair walk into a 7-Eleven, she buys four packs of cools, and you're like, wow, who is she dating? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we should we should have ended this uh, podcast 10 minutes ago. Right. <laughs> Guys, this is a lot of fun today. And, uh, you know, keep hitting subscribe. Keep sharing. Keep liking. We're going to keep going until the wheels fall off this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Sean. You know, again, we joke, but I do. I hope we do another 100, 200 episodes. Easily. Easily. All right, guys. Until next week. I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.